else would you rather be than right here, right now? For Bills fans. By Bills fans. Only Buffalo is going to win it. This is the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icorn and Alex Jones. Here's Brad the Bruiser Icorn. Welcome back for another edition of the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. Brad the Bruiser Icorn alongside Alex Jones uh, as we look back on the Bills 31-23 win over the Browns in Detroit, and then we'll preview the Thanksgiving matchup coming up in Detroit this Thursday. So Thanksgiving Day coming up, and like, uh, you know, this is the third time in the past four years Buffalo is playing on Thanksgiving Day. But let's go back to this weekend here. All right, crazy, crazy Buffalo weather here, Alex. Um, And it's funny because you weren't here, and you know what? Neither was I. I was uh, closer to New York City last week. Uh, on a work trip, and I was completely disconnected from it. While my my wife, my my sons, they were they were back here in Buffalo, and from Thursday night on, my wife's like, I've never seen it snow so hard with no signs of stopping, and it really didn't stop until like late Friday. It just kept coming and coming and coming, and every time I saw a new picture of the yard, it looked worse than before. We have a six-foot fence in our backyard, and our snow was almost to the top of our fence. Now, for disclosure reasons, we live in the South Town, so we're just outside of Orchard Park here in Hamburg. We actually live a mile from where Jim Cantor of the Weather, Weather Channel was doing his stand-up there at the Speedway on Lake Street in Hamburg. So, uh, yeah, we got hit pretty hard in the South Towns to the point that um, when I made it home on Saturday... I pulled up to my street, and my driveway was like, you know, three, four, five feet tall. I had to literally swim through the driveway to get in to get the snow thrower to clear a spot to pull the car in and uh, clear out the rest of the driveway, the mailbox, dig the front porch out, dig a path to the front porch. Crazy weather here in Buffalo. Yeah, it was, Brett. It, it, it is one of those uh, games, you, it, one of those things you always hear about. Um, and people always reference going forward. Yep. Uh, so you heard a lot of references uh, for anyone in Buffalo or even the national news about what happened with November of 2014, where they had to play the Jets uh, in Detroit. And that's exactly what happened. That as soon as I got wind of this big storm coming, I said, move the game, move the game, move the game. And they did it. And it worked out. Lions were playing in the Meadowlands where they got a win over the Giants. And uh, that created the spot for the Bills. And I love how McDermott said, you know what? We're going to stay in the visiting locker room. We're going to stay in the visitor side. We're not going to be the home team. We're going to get used and ready so we're prepared when they take on the Lions here on Thursday. Yeah, Brad, that made also a lot. It's one of those things that makes a lot of sense when you you know, just it, it's one of those Bills things that this organization does so well with so many things. And that is one of the things they do well. The sort of um, organizational, just everything. You know, it's just one of those things where it, it makes a lot of sense to have the visitor locker room. It yeah. lets you get used to it, lets you do what, you know, what you expect and what you think you need. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see. How they do this week, uh, 
Bills did well this past week against the Cleveland Browns. So let's see if they can keep that up. Yeah, meticulous planning. I, I, that's how I would define it here. Is they are meticulous with how they plan, with how they structure, with how they get themselves set up. They do everything they can to try to set themselves up with the success, not for the immediate, but for the long term. Yeah, 100%, Brad. I completely agree. All right, so they started slow last week. We, we saw Josh looked off, and then from the two-minute warning on, it seemed like he was clicking and the ground game was clicking. The defense was playing outstanding after uh, giving up some yardage there on the, the first couple of drives there uh, with Cleveland up 10 nothing, but Buffalo didn't look back. They built a big lead. We saw some garbage points by Cleveland, but all in all, Buffalo dominated this game once they picked up the slack there uh, towards the end of the uh, first half. Yeah, Brad, it was, I mean, Bradley Chubb's run stats, I think it was like 11 carries for 19 yards. That's, that's insane for one of the most premier running backs in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, almost unheard of for a guy who could have nearly gotten to the 1K mark at that game, was only held to 19 yards. Yeah, that's that's saying something in this game, the way this defense was. Uh, defense without Tremaine Edmonds, but having Poirier there, his presence, you could feel it. And Matt Milano, any game that he's been in this year, that guy is just flying all over the field. Uh, I think he had three tackles for a loss, a number of tackles. He had a fumble recovery. Uh, just playing, I would say, out of his gourd. Yeah, I would completely agree, Brad. He's been one of the most consistent and best players on this football team since, man, since the word go this year. He's having a all-world, all-universe season. And, it, it, you know, he, uh, I believe it was Jordan Phillips who said he should be the defensive player of the year. Like, he just genuinely should be the defensive player of the year. And I, I can't help but agree with that, with how well he's played. Yeah, I mean, he is everywhere. Everywhere you can think, Matt Milano's there. He's in making the tackle. Uh, I believe he actually had a sack in this game as well, along with those other stats I mentioned. Um, I mean, not just his stat line, but just watch the game. That guy is everywhere on the field. Um, and it just makes me so happy that we weren't sure that they were going to be able to re-sign him, uh, you know, a couple years ago. It looked like that... Potentially, we were going to lose him to free agency, and right before the free agency market opened up, uh, the Bills were able to go ahead and they re-signed Matt Milano back in 2020. Yeah, it all works out for in the end, Brad. All right, so, uh, I mean, other takeaways from this game. Josh looked off. I don't know what's going on with Josh. Uh, someone mentioned injuries, and I said, you know what? He threw two pecks down the stretch of the Green Bay game, and as far as we knew, wasn't hurt back then. The injury happened against the Jet game. But so far, I mean, two picks in the Green Bay game, two in the, the Jet game, two in the Minnesota game, and then mistake-free football from Josh Allen. Maybe a little slow, a little off. Uh, we saw Diggs, you know, getting animated on the sideline with uh, Coach McDermott trying to get him in and we saw him catch that touchdown pass right before halftime and we saw started to see the Josh Allen that we've seen the majority of the season. Well, and I think too, Brad, um, you know, Diggs, the, the Diggs sideline where it was like, I didn't really enjoy Kenny. Uh, I, I really like James Lofton's commentary. Um, 
he almost applied a little bit like, oh, it's a diva moment. And he was like, well, it's not really. But but in actuality, that's not who Diggs is. Diggs no. just wants to He's win. He's a competitor. And when, exactly. And when things aren't going right, it makes him emotionally frustrated. Yeah. And I get you can understand that. Like you understand, I understand that as someone who plays sports, coach sports, everyone who coaches sports knows what's up. Yeah. It, it is what it is. And so you've all, everybody's been in a locker room and things haven't been going right. Um, so it, 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 it is just one of those things where I, I like that McDermott did that. And then from that moment on, really from that moment on, everybody seemed locked in. Um, and at, it was a good game. Because it felt like a little bit that sort of game that Brian Dable would have where it was like, oh, this is the game where we're putting a bunch of stuff on film because you got the guard in the future, us basically uh, running the ball down your throat. And that's what they did. I believe uh, Cook went for 86, Devin Singletary going for 86. Like, that's huge. That's a huge game for both of them to get on the track. Yeah, and I mean, it's something that some folks have been claiming for all year, and it was a point that it wasn't Josh just running the football all game. They showed that Josh Allen does not necessarily have to carry his team on his shoulders. This is a loaded roster, and to see that kind of ball distribution there between Singletary and Cook and um, the way McDermott has just marveled about James Cook and you know, how he's just continued to grow throughout the course of the year. I think we've truly seen it on the football field. Yeah, I completely agree, Brad. He, he has grown leaps and bounds from that first fumble he had week one. And and that's what you want to see from a young player. That's the type of stuff you want to see from a young guy who is growing as a football player in your organization. This is the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. Find us online at drafthousesports.com. You can follow us across our social media here on Twitter at TWCallahanDHS. You can follow myself at Bills Bruiser uh, at DHS Buffalo. And also, of course, on Facebook.com slash Buffalo Bills Draft House is uh, the Buffalo Bills improved to 7-3 and three and a two-game losing skid. And I think you alluded to a fact. It almost felt like, you know, they were doing workshopping, if you will, in this one. They were, you know, workshopping their ground game. They were workshopping some different different things, putting things on film that I think this is the kind of game you needed here uh, coming in down the stretch where you, I hate to say stretch your legs a little bit, but it kind of felt like that almost slightly here at this point. Yeah, it really did, Brad. It was one of those times where it's like it, it, it was a stretch your leg game. It was a figure out who you are as a team game. Yes. It was it was that sort of game. It's the game you turn to and look at and be like, we basically got to practice twice this week, and we're going to get to practice once the next week. You know what? This is who we are. We can be this multifaceted attack. We can be a team that attacks you from air, land, and sea. Yeah, um, and and I think uh, we'll get into it now here. That's what the uh, Bills are going to need to do against Lions team, who was not off to a good start. They started out one and six. They've won three in a row, and uh, it's been some time since they've won four games in a row here. Uh, but 
you know, a, a team that's kind of catching fire at the right time. I mean, still a good, sizable way behind Minnesota at this point. But, uh, you know, some clutch victories, a big victory over the Giants last week. This is a team that's going to be poised and ready. This is going to be a completely different kind of test, I think, than they faced last Sunday against the Brownies. Yeah, I agree, Brad. It's, and it, it's so far through the year, incredibly high-profiled offense and one of the worst defenses in football now that's leveled out on both sides. But you still have the two-headed monster in Williams and Swift. Um, Aquanimous St. Brown looks like looks to be an incredibly good – or sorry, Amon Ross St. Brown looks to be an incredibly good slot receiver. Um, Williams is starting his – opening his window for practice, but he likely won't be in this game. And on the defensive side of the ball, they have pieces, but they also they also they have some pieces, but the parts aren't there. If that makes sense. Yeah, I I I could agree with that here. I mean, I don't think this team in Detroit is complete. Um, I think they're probably another year away at this point. But I like Dan Campbell. I think that's one that a lot of football fans can agree uh, that Dan Campbell is an extremely likable guy as a player's coach. Um, I know a lot of people liked him back when he was with Miami, and he was their interim coach after they fired Adam Gase, um, a very likable player's coach guy. I mean, there's times that it felt like he could be a little bit over his head, but he's continued to grow. And the tough part is, I grew up in Detroit. I grew up watching the Lions go coach after coach. The longest tenure coach I saw in Detroit was Wayne Fonts, a guy who not only has the most wins in Lions history, but also has the most losses in Lions history. His uh, overall uh, career record, I think he was one game uh, below 500. So, I mean, I've just seen consistent coaches come in and out of that franchise, and I have several friends and family members members who have just put it out there that they're completely disheartened with this Lions franchise based on ownership. It's not necessarily always the coaches, the GM. I mean, the owners of the Lions kept Matt Millen there for far too long because they liked Matt Millen. It's about people. It's not about football. And that's the frustration with the folks in Detroit. And that's what makes it so painful on the outside looking in at the Detroit Lions. Yeah, that is, it is a wide, I mean, that's my NFC team. My dad grew up a Detroit Lions fan. So it's one of those things where it's like, um, it, it, it is, it's disheartening to see because it, they're kind of, you know, there's almost a kinship between them and the Bills and a little bit the Brownies too, where it's like, we are these Rust Belt teams that are sort of scoffed at by the NFL elite. You what? know, it's always the butt of the joke. My mom was talking about that um, when my uh, my grandparents, they were from New England, they moved to Detroit in 58. And when they moved there, the Lions were good. They had Lem Barney. They were, you know, tearing up the, uh, the NFL at the time. And my grandfather's like, oh, finally, we moved to a city that has a really good football team. And that was the best they were, and they were never that good from that point on. Yeah. Isn't, yeah, isn't it just one of those funny things, Brad? It's like the, you know, the, you hit those specific moments and then just never again. 
Well, I mentioned, too, how I grew up in Detroit, but I grew up a Bills fan. I was not a Lions fan. My dad was from Buffalo. He rooted for the Bills. So did I. I was a Bills fan, and I would wear my Bills stuff to school, and I'd get made fun of because, hey, Brad, your team lost four Super Bowls in a row. And I'd go home, and, Mom, they make fun of me for being a Bills fan. And, well, you tell your friends that the Lions have never been to a Super Bowl. And I would, and they'd be like, no, they've been. No, they, they won the NFL championship before the Super Bowl era. Never have been to a Super Bowl. I was going to say, if we we're counting those, the Bills are also two-time champions. Then. The yes. Bills won the AFL championship in 64-65. Yep, back in the so, uh, the Jack Kemp days, yes. Yeah, against the Chargers, I believe it was. Yep, and then, uh, hey, four AFC championships in a row. So, there you go. Yeah. So, it's one of those things where it, it is, you know, also – when like a Cleveland Browns fan is like, well, the Bills never made a Super Bowl. And it's like, I mean, or won a Super Bowl. And they're like, you're a Browns fan, man. Like, calm yeah, down. Yeah, you've never been in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, you can be quiet there. Also, also just like, you're a Browns fan. Well, let's also remember that the Bills nearly played the Lions in the Super Bowl the second time um, where the Lions had I think that was the last time they won a playoff game. They had a bye. They won in the divisional round, and then they got their bell rung by Washington in the NFC Championship, ultimately went on to ring Buffalo's bell in the Super Bowl. It would have been very interesting to see. Uh, it would have also been an Oklahoma State running back. Yeah. Thurman Thomas versus Barry Sanders. Yes. Yep, that, that and, could have been. Herman, wasn't, wasn't Herman Moore on those teams I, as well? I'm not sure if he – I think he would have been on that team back then. Uh, Herman yeah, right. Moore, I, I'm trying to even think who quarterback was. Was it Scott Mitchell then? Scott Mitchell was my grandfather who, when they moved to Michigan, made the Lions his team, couldn't stand Scott Mitchell. So I I don't know. My memory's slightly fuzzy on that because I was a Bills fan at the time. I know. I, I just remember those teams well. That was also my brother's favorite uh, player growing up was uh, Barry Sanders. I mean, how could he not be? Barry Sanders. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, literally being able to do things humans shouldn't be able to do. How can you not? Back in the uh, mid-90s, they had the like full-size, life-size posters that you could get from Little Caesars. And go figure, we got the Barry Sanders poster. And then our friends who were Lion fans, they got the uh, Thurman Thomas poster. So, of course, we had a trade. And I carried that poster all the way to college. It was in my kitchen at Central Michigan University, uh, Thurman Thomas standing in my kitchen. That is that is pretty cool. Um, there was the one uh, in college. I had, had to live in the dorms briefly when I transferred to Brockport. Um, and the people who had a suite there basically just didn't have, they needed one person. Um, so they had a life-size Spock, which was uh, basically positioned directly um directly when you open the door it stared you dead in the face and it took me about two months of getting jump scared by the thing to finally like expect it as i came in (laughs) that's fantastic well again this is the buffalo bills draft house podcast as the bills get set to do battle with the detroit lions a game that'll be nationally televised this weekend on fox um or excuse me, on Fox, on CBS, Jim Nance on play-by-play, Tony Romo 
on color. Tracy Wilson on the sideline. So same broadcast crew that we had back in 2019 when the Bills were in Dallas and everyone, you know, Dallas, Dallas, and Buffalo came in and smoked them for the most part in that game. And um, we saw them smoke a very hobbled New Orleans Saints team. So, you know, it almost feels like, is this a new tradition for us? Get to play on Thanksgiving so often? We'll see what happens next year. But I'm enjoying the Bills on Thanksgiving Day. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I have too, Brad. I, 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 it also leaves you, it basically leaves you a free weekend to watch you sports after that. Yeah, yeah, pretty much loaded. Um, Friday, uh, my eyes will be turned towards Nebraska and Iowa, uh, not just because I went to grad school at Nebraska, but being a diehard Purdue Boilermaker fan, I need the Huskers to go ahead and pull an upset in Iowa City, so if Purdue can go ahead and win the Oaken Bucket game against IU on Saturday, the Boilermakers will uh, win the Big Ten West and get blown out by either Michigan or Ohio State in the championship game. It, it is one of those weird things playing in the Big Ten West. It's like, oh, do you want to get blown out by which which of the Big Ten powerhouses do you yeah. want to get blown out yep. this year? It's going to be, is it the random year that Michigan State has a good team? Is it um, Ohio State or is it Michigan? Who, who, who can say? Yeah. So, like you said, by playing the Thursday game really opens us up. Plus, it's, you know, been fun with the Thanksgiving games for the Bills. We've got a little bit of everything. We got the kind of post-dinner game with the Dallas game in 2019. Uh, We got the the pumpkin pie, apple pie dessert game last year against New Orleans. And then we kind of get the pre-Thanksgiving feast game with the Lions. So, a little bit here, there, and everywhere. The cheese plate and devil bag game. What was it? Cheese plate and devil bag game. Okay, yeah. for For the us, or, I caught the cheese game. ball game. Yeah the the salted yeah. Nazi. Uh, my grandma used to put out these funky colored mints. Yep, that game exactly. Yep. Yep, we knew it was time to eat when the game was over. Unless it went into overtime, I remember sitting at the table uh, that whole coin toss debacle year with the Lions, and I think it was the Steelers on Thanksgiving game. Right. Yep. Jerome Bettis. Yes. Yep. Remember it vividly. All right. So Thanksgiving Day coming up here for the Bills and Lions. Some keys to the game here for the Buffalo Bills, Alex. You know, just keep your multi-faceted attack going. You just need to keep that thing going. Keep the train rolling. Um, Just make sure you're being productive on offense. And don't give the Lions have why the Lions have had success in the last few games is because teams have turned the ball over to them and in very dumb ways. And I I think the Bills need to avoid that. Limit your turnovers. Second key, make the most of every offensive attack. This is a high-powered offense you're facing. you got to really make them or, you know, you got to make their offense stay on the field. High efficiency, high motor, tire out that defense. Finally, you need the defense to to come and be who we know they are. Most likely, Tremaine Edmonds is out. It's looking like Root's going to play. You need to get in Jared Goff's face early and often because when you can get Jared Goff feeling uncomfortable, that's how it, um, that's how you have success against the Lions is, is make Jared Goff feel the pressure. Yeah, running through the injury report real quickly. I already said Tremaine Edmonds, he missed today. Uh, so did Rousseau, but as McDermott has said, he's week-to-week, not day-to-day yet. Concerning Mitch Morris, if he can't play in this one, 
because, um, you know, he's been one of the rocks here for the offensive line, but he's also battled his fair share of injuries since he came to Buffalo. Also, uh, A.J. Epinesa, who was questionable when he went out of the game, curious to see if he practices on Wednesdays. We lead up to the game, but uh, right he's, now... he's I think he's already been basically ruled out. Okay, so no A.J. Epinesa or Greg Rousseau, so that puts some concern. Uh, uh, I, think Greg Rousseau, I think Greg Rousseau was... Is more is more likely than uh, I think he was listed as like limited in practice. He was, and I believe he was a limited in practice person this week. Um, I could be wrong, but I thought that's what I read earlier. From about. today's injury report, I'm just seeing that he did not practice today. Uh, okay. jo- Josh was limited. Josh with an elbow injury. Full participants, Kyer Elam, who did not play last week. That's a good news here for us. Uh, DeMar Hamlin was a full participant. Fine. Cam Lewis, Jordan Poyer, and then Quisenberry, who had an ankle injury. He was a full participant as well. Okay. That, yep. Running through the injury report for the Lions here, who did not practice today, was offensive lineman Evan Browns, uh, Charles Harris, the defensive lineman with a groin injury, uh, Jonah Jackson, uh, offensive lineman, had a concussion, did not practice, along with quarterback Jeff Okada, who uh, also had a concussion as well, and then Josh Pascal was out with a knee injury limited today, was wide receiver DJ Clark, offensive lineman Frank Ragno, and wide receiver Josh Reynolds, full participants Malcolm Rodriguez and DeAndre Swift. All right, Bills-Lions coming up here this weekend. It is Thanksgiving here, Alex. So let me ask you here, what are some things that you're thankful for within the Buffalo Bills organization? Uh, I'm thankful, Brad, for you know Coach McDermott and Brandon Bean. It seems so often we forget what it's like to be a bad organization because we are truly blessed to have a head coach GM who are one of one of the, if not the best combination in the league. So it, it's one of those things that I think as Bills fans, we kind of need to be thankful for because we could have it so much worse. Yeah, I would agree here. I mean, there's a lot to be thankful just based off what those two have done. Uh, basically, Doug Whaley had some really lousy, nasty contracts that Brandon Bean had to go in and get rid of. We saw guys like Sammy Watkins, like Marcel Darius, uh, you know, get the chopping block. Tyrod Taylor uh, gets traded to Cleveland. I mean, we basically they had to come up and wipe the slate clean other than Jerry Hughes. I mean, they completely remade over this roster. They changed the culture and started that very first year where the Bills broke the playoff drought. Uh, we saw a rebuild in 2018 and then back to business 2019, 2020, 2021, and opening 2022 as Super Bowl favorites here. Yeah, McBean, definitely something to be thankful for. 100%, Brad. Um, something else to be thankful for going into this game is the fact that I think Von Miller could have basically gone to any team in the NFL he wanted to. He could have gone to Dallas. He could have re-signed in L.A. He could have gone back to Denver. He chose to be a Buffalo Bill. He wanted to be here, and he has been wreaking havoc throughout the course of this season. I would say presumably a Pro Bowl season once more for Von Miller. I'll be wearing my Von Miller at the Detroit game. I am very thankful that that man is on this Bills roster. Yeah, I completely agree, Brad. He is uh, been a great addition to this team 
Um, and, and it's one of those guys that you, you, you talk about five years ago. You'd be like, yeah, we'll get him when he's 39 and he's about to retire. Nope, we got him in the prime of his career on a what should be a, um, you know, what should be the cusp of the Super Bowl roster. So you, you really can't complain at all um, about about what we have in Vaughn Miller. One thing that I'm truly thankful for, too, is just the city of, you know, of, of Greater Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo or Western New York, Greater Buffalo here. It is the city of good neighbors, and it showed with players, you know, getting dug out by their neighbors. A, a, a retired farmer, David Squirrel Winters, bailing out and getting Josh Allen on the way. Uh, you know, Sean McDermott living next door to Von Miller saying, come with me and we'll, we'll get you to the game there. I mean, to see the way that this community bands and comes together, my, my folks, when they you know, we're helping us move in and settle in our new home here in Buffalo. You know, my, my mom grew up in Michigan here. My dad's from here, so he gets it. But my mom's like, I had no idea why you liked it so much. I get it. I just see the community. I see the involvement. I just see how everyone is so on top and supports their football team. You can't go anywhere that you can't find something Buffalo Bills at a gas station, at a drugstore, anywhere. Uh, everyone here has something in their, their front lawn. The you know They have the red and blue lights on their, their porch lights like I do at my house. I mean... The way this community gets behind their sports teams, the Sabres, the Bills, the way they really support them, I am very thankful uh, not only that this is who our sports team is based out of, but now I'm a resident here in the city of Good Neighbors. Yeah, 100%. It is one of those things where just being around Bills fandom, and I get a little dribble of it dribbling in from Western New York. Um, you know, it growing up, it was... And I mean, I grew up in the, the dead, the dead middle of the drought. Um, and it was, everybody was a Giants fan, a Patriots fan, a few Jets fans, uh, maybe a Dolphins fan here and there. And nobody said they were Bills fans, except for a few of us. So it's literally one of those things where it's like, unless uh, now everybody and their brothers talk, where is wearing Bills stuff, is a Bills fan, you know, has a Bills profile picture. So it's one of those, I'm, I'm thankful for that, Brad, of just being part of a fan base that even though some of these people are fair weather fans, we accept them with open arms. What are the big Thanksgiving plans for the Jones family this 2022 Thanksgiving? Uh, we are actually headed up into Massachusetts, unfortunately, um, but uh, it's going to be fun. We're doing it at my brother's house, uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun being awesome. up there uh, Yeah, with with my goddaughter, too, which is oh, which fantastic. Well, yes, I, what about you, Brad? Well, tomorrow we're going to make our pilgrimage, tomorrow being Wednesday, if you're listening to this podcast here, or today for that matter. Uh, but we're going to be making the truck to Detroit. Like I said, both my wife and I grew up in Metro Detroit. Uh, myself, right in between Detroit and Ann Arbor. My wife, right in Ann Arbor. So uh, tomorrow, also my son's birthday, uh, Peter James Icorn is going to be 12 years old tomorrow. Holy smokes. So uh, celebrating his birthday, um, maybe a pre-kind of Thanksgiving dinner at a fine restaurant, a German restaurant in Ann Arbor, Michigan called Metzger's. Fantastic if you haven't been there. And then, um, you know, coming up the... Uh, 
the following day, we're going to the game in Detroit. Uh, myself, my wife, our two boys, and then my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and their two boys, they're Dolphin fans. Bleh. And then my in-laws, who, are, of course, are Detroit Lions fans. But, uh, you know, it should be a lot of fun going to the game. We, we went we did our packing tonight. We have our Zubas packed and ready to go. Each of us is wearing a different jersey. I'll be wearing Von Miller. My wife will be wearing a Dawson Knox jersey. My younger son, David, will be wearing a Josh Allen jersey. And my older son, Peter, is rocking his Stefan Diggs jersey while our dog, Stefan Diggs, or Icorn, uh, he's going to chill at the hotel and uh, I'm sure have lots of uh, good times once we get back. So I don't know how much turkey I'm going to eat on Thanksgiving itself. Probably the first time ever I won't have a traditional Thanksgiving dinner, but I'm ready for the untraditional Buffalo Bills Thanksgiving in person. First Buffalo Bills Thanksgiving game for me attending for the first time. It, it, that will be a lot of fun, Brad, and it, it'll be uh, exciting. I'll be keeping a sharp out eye out for you, seeing if you're on TV at all. <laughs> Probably not. We're going to be uh, in the nosebleeds there, 300 level. Row three, granted, but we'll be up there a little bit, but we're going to be looking forward to a good time. Looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, a lot of my family, cousins, aunts, and uncles are still throughout Michigan. Looking forward to seeing them, uh, friends, buddies I went to high school with, Folks from college, um, looking at reconnecting with a lot of those folks. But I, it would make it sweeter if the Bills come away with a victory. That way, uh, you know, I I'm, can proudly say, yes, my team won as I flaunt my Bills stuff throughout Metro, Metro Detroit this weekend. That, that, that sounds like a great weekend that will be punctuated by a Buffalo Bills win. Right? Yeah, I, it's I awesome so. being able to get to see your family over the – over the holidays like that, and especially going back to the place where you grew up, yep. um, it, it, it is it is just so much fun reconnecting like that. Well, especially, too, I don't know, it's an added layer of fun going back there and saying, yeah, I'm coming back to Detroit for the weekend while I live in Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And that, for you, probably the top part. spending it in Patriot country uh, with Bill's stuff, yeah, that'd only be more accentuated by a Bill's victory here on Thursday. It will. It will. It's very exciting. And I mean, if they can't win, I mean, any given Sunday, any given Thanksgiving day or Thursday or whatever it may be. But, you know, I'm just looking forward to having a fun time because uh, that's what I learned. You know, when I went to the Jet game, it was sad that we lost. I was bummed, but I had a wonderful time. It was way fun. I just want to have a good time at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm looking forward to. All right. Well, that's going to do this ad- for this Thanksgiving edition here of the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. Find us online at DraftHouseSports.com, Facebook.com slash Buffalo Bills Draft House, at Bills Bruiser, at TW Callahan DHS, at DHS Buffalo. Any final thoughts, Alex? Nothing. Well, I'll That's share one here. Right now, <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving and go Bills. This has been the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. This has been the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast, an R Street Media production.